Do you remember Ryan when you told me a story when you were trying to find out how much that ICAP trader earned? And oh. he said, "My <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was like working that. Uh, it was like a little one week inter- internship on like a trading floor. And I just I asked this guy how much commission he makes on his trades. I was like nineteen at the time, right? Just young and innocent. And he went, "What's your own fucking business?" <laughs> Welcome back to Maturing Trader episode 14, bringing you a variety of cross-Atlantic viewpoints from the UK and US about this weird and wonderful world that we live in. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and follow us on Instagram at Maturing Cheddar. Today's podcast is all about money. Enjoy. Yeah, I was watching this documentary the other day about Scandinavian countries, Sweden, I think. They were talking about there is like this big taboo about money, how if you're rich in like Sweden... It's almost like embarrassing to be rich. Like you won't tell anyone that you're rich. What, like rich compared to people you live with, or rich compared to the rest of the world? Just rich compared to people within their country. Because aren't the Scandinavian countries like notoriously like expensive anyway, compared yeah. to a lot of other countries? Yeah. Okay. So the standard of living there is higher. Yeah. I feel like if you had a, a distribution curve of income in the Scandinavian countries would be like tighter, smaller variants compared to the US, for example, or the UK. I don't, can't say I've re- really met, met a rich... I have met a rich Swedish person, actually. He walked off a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I met him and uh, he, was, he was a super nice guy. He was like down to a really nice guy, approachable and everything. Was he in? He didn't. He wasn't boasted about his money, but it wasn't exactly you know. Private debt's not an easy thing to hide, is it? <laughs> no. So it's kind of like yeah, <laughs> nice jet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember him actually. He wanted to get off of that subject and talking about the other cool and exciting things that were in that area. You know, we're in a hangar uh, rather than talking about his own personal belongings. So yeah, maybe you've got. Maybe that documentary's got weight. I mean, the reason they like don't like talking about wealth, they're kind of embarrassed, is because there's this cultural code. There's a word for it, and it's called janty lagen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if that is how you pronounce it. Hundred percent. J a n t e l a g e n. Janty lagen. Jant lagen. And it's some deep-rooted cultural code that just stops people talking about their own wealth. It's oh. uh, like kind of rude to talk about how much you earn. And you know, people apparently will try and live a more modest lifestyle in terms of like their cars they buy. They won't buy lots of flashy cars. So it's just more of a cultural thing in that country. Interesting because... It sort of seems, I don't know if we've got the same word for it in the UK, but there is a bit of a, a similar cultural or societal view on money and that, yeah, it's a bit taboo. You don't really speak about your wage. Um, that's definitely like, private for most people. Um, but then like beyond society can just be like, it almost feels like put off around topics to do with money. Um, 
and it's, especially when it comes to like making life decisions around it, like it's so key to everyone. I've often heard like money makes the world go round, but making a decision which is money focused or money prioritized seems to be like the the root of all evil in other people's minds, and like you're you're shunned for it. So it's it's definitely a weird one because it's hard to have a life without it. Yeah, exactly. why, why do you think it is taboo? Why, why won't people tell other people their income? I think it's, it's, a, it's an immediate like, uh, source of like, division and segregation. So if you take, like, it's the easiest way in numbers to like, segregate people from like a, maybe like a class or like my number is bigger than your numbers, therefore I'm better than you. Um, and it creates that like view in people's heads, which then you know, propagates segregation in, in society, which is bad. So I think maybe that's why, because the moment someone knows or someone thinks they know they are more than me, they're going to think they're better than me. So it's like hiding that and you know not wanting people to have that view of you. Um, also, you could become a target, couldn't you? I guess. Right. Yeah. You don't know. Just because the person you tell might not directly like harm you in any way or cause you any problems, they might tell someone else, and that you know might spread. You never know who that's going to reach. Might end up. Uh, what's the What's the film with Denzel Washington? Man on Fire, isn't it? Where the it's just, it's just one of several, I'm guessing, uh, films where um, a kid kid gets kidnapped from a rich family. You know in a developing country where, you know, you've got a diplomat or, or, or an important, powerful, wealthy person who's got a child who, you know, has a routine and just gets kidnapped one day, held for ransom kind of thing. Money drives or, or can drive, like, bad actions in order to gain more. I think that propagates a view of the yeah, root of evil it forces people to like act negatively for it because mm. there's so much focus on obtaining more and more of it. If you win the lottery, yeah, would you tell people that you won the lottery? No, don't they announce it? No, you can you can keep it anonymous. Yeah, I don't think I'd tell people as well. Not not anyone outside my circle, kind of thing. I feel like it would. If you told some people, it's, it would like get out somehow. Yeah, you got no control. I guess it would be tough because if you win like twenty million dollars, yeah, like unless you don't really spend much of it, yeah, but hard yeah. to hide that type of money. You cheat, you change your lifestyle. People are gonna notice, aren't they? Even a couple extra holidays or yeah, changing the wardrobe slightly, people are like, oh, that's that's different. They notice stuff, yeah. People do notice stuff. Even in the last couple of years, I've changed my lifestyle because I changed a couple of things that I was doing in terms of like opportunities that have arisen and people, people I wouldn't say are in, you know, maybe at the periphery of my circle or that de- definitely what I'm influenced by professionally or just like outside my friend's circle, they've noticed. It's like, it's just interesting. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting to note that someone brings it up and you're like, okay, you've noticed. It doesn't mean I have to answer and say what what's going off, but you know it's interesting that you've noticed people. Yeah, people, I guess people are like pattern uh, 
we're pattern finding machines, aren't we? And money's just like a really important pattern in people's life. You mm. like to like people settle down so that you understand where where you fit in society. I mean, what I was gonna say is, what do you think of rich people? Because like, uh, no, actors, for for example, actors get their apparently get their salaries, don't they? Published. You can go on. Going online now that like I can literally search for it, can't I? you can I see can. how much you get paid for Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like salaries. Yeah, like Big Bang Theory, right? You see like they're getting they get paid like a, a million dollars per episode or something ridiculous. Something like that. Li- list of highest paid film actors literally on Wikipedia. Um Keanu Weaves in two thousand and three salary thirty million dollars. On how accurate it is? Wow. If, if it's from an accurate source or someone's estimating that. Robert Downey Jr., $20 million for Avengers Endgame. I mean, it's got, yeah, they've got references. So you can go and you can go and check them out. But I mean, I'm not saying they're accurate. I'm just saying film actors, their salaries get posted eventually for each film. Because mm. uh, it is public. Yeah, I think they have to, you can easily, easily find it. Uh, they have to publish it. And um, yeah, how do you think they feel? Yeah, well, if a, you're it's going kind of part of the your, business, uh, yeah. you have no choice over it. It's going to come out. Mm. And I guess that's why they would leave live pretty guarded lives, right? Mm. It's part well, of the people know they earn a lot of money anyway, right? So people probably think they earn like tens of millions a year anyway. So it's just confirming what people probably already know. Yeah, but your disposition towards them, isn't it? I don't know. Well, it's an interesting one because, as you point out, Lewis, like people in the maybe the peripheral of your circle picked up a, maybe some lifestyle changes or some changes in like what you're doing, which could be associated with like a change in an income or a change in like financial position, and that's like your peripheral circle. Whereas these actors have like no control over peripheral circle versus just complete wider community and strangers knowing exactly what they have mm. and then like the expectation on like how they live their lives because of it like the moment people know you've got more money should you be driving a nicer car should you be in a nicer house and um, because that thing of like warren buffett lives in like the same house for you know decades and has a mcdonald's you know breakfast every morning you know he lives in some ways quite fr- frugally but um there could be an expectation there for someone like him to to live more extravagantly. Mm. Yo, yo, yo. Him dog. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. It is definitely a taboo subject. And I think I remember reading or, or seeing an advert from Lloyd's. They were like, they said, oh, you know, we have conversations about almost everything, but we never say money. And if you look at a lot of problems that you know, relationships or you know not only just romantic but you know your family run into um it's definitely a big to be subject and no one likes to talk about it like for the same reason where people feel more inferior i think partly it's maybe potentially an, an english thing i don't know i feel like in america right people people don't talk about salaries in america they're not oh like it's It'd just be rude to 
Ask someone how much they earn. Do you don't think they'd tell you though if you asked them? It's like risky, isn't it, to ask them? Because you don't know how they're going to react. Because some people will get really offended. <laughs> I, would, I definitely wouldn't ask a stranger. Do you remember, Ryan, when you told me a story when you were trying to find out how much that ICAP trader earned? And oh. they said, my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was like working that. It was like a little one-week inter- internship on like a trading floor. And I just, I asked this guy how much commission he makes on his trades. I was like 19 at the time, right? Just young and innocent. And he went, what's your own fucking business? <laughs> Hey, this was like everyone was standing up and they were just like shouting and swearing at each other it was like abuse it was like what you see on the films stock brokerage <laughs> is a, an interesting environment yeah like I, I didn't think it would actually be like that but it was it was high octane that's a, that's a good way to describe it Ryan. political I mean what, what would you guys do if if some person on the street came up to you and was just like how much do you earn I just say I'm a student yeah, same. I'll be like, I'm a student. I'm like, I live on the poverty line. <laughs> I just say I'm a student, and they just go, oh, they don't, they don't like. I mean, you know what? You start getting abused because they're like, I pay taxes, and that goes towards. No, no, they don't. They just don't follow up anymore. You know, it doesn't seem they have. They don't care. It's just like, oh yeah, okay. They've got an opinion about you either way. Like, you, like you said, it, whether it's. The opinion you were talking about, or the one that Ryan was describing, now I think you're really poor and you're just scraping by and you're looking for deals all the time, um, or or that you're 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 loving it and you're just blowing it on you know bloody alcohol, booze, or whatever. So those people, like whatever, I don't care. <laughs> don't matter, does it? <laughs> Why do I need to change your mind about what I earn? <laughs> yeah. I said I'm a student, and they just went, "All right, okay, yeah." They made a snap decision and just went, "This is how you live." <laughs> it's like a loaded question. There's automatically going to be a number in their head which they think yeah. above or below that gives me a certain view on. Yeah, you're making it by. You're okay. You're. I don't like you anymore. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, that's a funny one. Actually, they're getting onto that. Like when you say to someone. What instead of asking them what money do you earn, you kind of make a judgment about the money they earn based on their job, right? So, engineer in America, uh, I mean, it's interesting discussing this because I was discussing it with a friend today. Like, an engineer in America makes bank, right? Makes a lot more money than they do in the UK, like on average, no doubt about it. Um, much more valued. I'm not saying it's you know, all of a sudden on par with certain other, uh, professions in america but just comparing engineers to america engineers to the uk they are substantially well uh substantially more um compensated so yeah i mean you can make a snap judgment i've had snap judgments made if i'm in america and i say oh i'm studying you know blah 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 engineering they go oh wow you know, you're going to be so rich. And I'm like, what? No, I'm not. Because I'm actually a British student. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like, yeah. A, a decent wage. A decent wage. But for the hours you put in, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't know if your compensation is worth it. <laughs> There's a lot easier ways to earn that money. Is it? Is it? 
Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. In America, do people generally get paid more? Because that's the consensus I get when I talk to Americans or I see American salaries. For you know, in comparison to the UK, you get paid more for the same job, but that's because they don't get as much benefits. You know, for example, education, healthcare. Yeah, I mean, they definitely get paid more. Like, well, I, I speak to undergrads, and undergrads, they're not happy if they're earning under like $50,000 for a job straight out of university. And that's like £35,000. And some of the, the top jobs in England when you come out of undergrad is like £35,000, £40,000, right? Those are like some of the top earning jobs. You get paid more. Mm, the reason, I don't know, cost of living, I think the cost of living here is is higher than in England. Uh, for, like food, I think, costs more here. And then, yeah, the benefits. Highland huh? Oh, Highland London. Highland London. I mean, probably not Highland London, like, like extreme case, I guess. But on average, cost of living probably a bit higher. Health benefits are just not there. And also, vacation time is, they're pretty stingy with vacation in America. It's like 10 days of vacation you get, something like this, on average for a firm. So you get like 25 days in England. Yeah, you do. You get a lot, a lot more of a holiday allocation, vacation allocation, and then you get like added bank holidays and public holidays on top of that. So I think it's probably totally around a year, maybe up around thirty, somewhere between thirty and thirty-five days. You you get off mm. if you've got like a twenty-five day holiday allowance. So I think it's some up to ten like additional holidays provided. That's good. Yeah, but one thing I think they in America, I feel like they value what Lewis is saying. I think they value like higher education more than in England. Like the the premium of having like a master's versus a bachelor's and a PhD versus a master's. Those premiums that you get in in wage in the US, I feel like is more than you get in in the UK. Uh, like for example, if you have a PhD and you go into academia in the US. Professors get paid like way more than in, in the UK, and their salaries are public knowledge. For example, at my university of Washington, it's uh, like a public university, so every professor's salary is posted, so you can just go online and see it. So you have like econ professors earning like two to three hundred thousand dollars. In the UK, they would earn about like a third of that. Probably agree with that to be honest, from an academic point of view. So, so that's something like uh, I had like a topic to to touch on. It's like what does money make like really mean to us, whether personally or like from your industry point of view? Because as I said, you, you were touching on before like the engineering in America. So in like like finance as an industry, engineering as an industry, and like academia as an industry, sort of what's the general consensus around it, and what does it mean to that industry? Um, some of the thoughts I had initially were. Um, so finance, it's like it's all about money. Everything is dollar sign driven, um, and in some ways you can sort of feel or become oblivious to like, the real value of money and what numbers really mean because you're dealing with every day hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars. So when the government comes out and says we've got a a ten year plan with five billion infrastructure development, 
you, you understand that because you can see how the numbers get broke down over time. But you know, day to day life, what does a billion pound actually look like stacked up or a billion dollars? Um, it, it can be a bit alienating, I think, for most of the population who don't deal with numbers that big. It just doesn't mean anything to them. So I think I was having that like thought around, like, or not has money just became and the volume of it so distant to a lot of people, but it doesn't mean anything for them. Um, in engineering, I was thinking like money in a way like is it a means to an end because it enables you to create things and actually be productive and, and produce things that impact people's lives po- positively. Um, so engineering, like what it does is much more than just money. It's uh, it, like drags the world forward with developments. So um, are, are you talking about money from a, not from a personal point of view, but from an industrial point of view? Yeah, kind of like within like what? your industry or your, your area. All right. Okay. What it well, means. Money's yeah, money's still everything in engineering, and you know, like you said, finance. <laughs> money, money's everything. Um, buys you more tools, buys you more skill, especially in the Western world where you have a system where basically, you know, the more skilled people generally cost more uh, to attract. You know, money's one differentiator that you can use, right? To attract one person from where they are and relocate them to your company. Um, it's not many other powers a company has really other than money. Um, and then in the, you know, in, in the sector, yeah, like I said, you can buy better tools that, that might mean software, whether you're in FinTech or uh, financial tech or engineering, manufacturing, etc. Yeah. Could be hardware, machinery, yeah, raw materials, all cost money at the end of the day. Where does the book stop? In my head, with like yourselves doing PhDs, and like I see you on like the forefront of like knowledge and information, like as a sphere. I remember seeing this diagram on like your PhDs pushing through the, the boundary of, of like what is knowledge to give us a bit more so you're growing it. So you're very much on like the forefront of that pursuit of knowledge and, and dragging the world forward um, into knowing and having more. Um, and so for me, it's like, is, is money the ultimate goal or is it like a pursuit of knowledge? Because in the public eye, like NHS in the UK has always spoke about like the health services. And um, we've got friends who are like doctors and stuff. And here anyway, like you, you don't become a nurse or a doctor because... It, it, it's going to fill the bank account, especially in the early years. You know, it's going to take a long time to get the consultant level before you start seeing a financial difference. So it's it, whether it takes a different type of person or a different goal in life is why you're you're choosing that career. And I think money's so central to so many things, but just in your areas, was it the main priority, or is it there's more there's more for yourselves as though? drives your your industries or your your like sectors well my oh right okay so that that way of putting it is more personal isn't it so for me first and foremost i enjoy researching stuff i mean having time to like think think about problems um 
but to have that time to think about problems, you need to get paid enough that you're comfortable in the environment you live in. Eat well, sleep well, have a good social life, I guess, etc. To enable you to perform at your best when you are thinking about problems and coming up with solutions, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's the first and foremost. Personally, I wouldn't go into engineering. I wouldn't recommend engineering if you wanted to make money and you were, you, you could get an education because like you could probably, if, if money was your ultimate, ultimate um, objective, then you'd probably um, go a different route and try and head up a business, head up the business, you know, and that might be one, you know, a, a business might be in engine in engineering but your skills might not be in engineering you might just have some knowledge around it um yeah so for me it's more about having enough money to be comfortable about the problem you're faced with so as you move up within a company and you get more and more responsibility now your compensation may get higher because the responsibility you have um may increase stress levels it may increase workload may increase xyz and therefore <laughs> the breaks you may need instead of instead of like working let's just say nine to five every day and and then you know five o'clock and weekends you can just switch off now it might be an all-consuming job where for months on end you're 24 7 thinking about the work but then there might be a month, two month period where you're able, okay, the project centers, I need to have a break. <laughs> well, I need to have been paid quite a lot of money so I can take those two months off and, you know, go and have some rest and relaxation on a, on a ski slope or on a beach um, to like, you know, balance out the, the workload and uh, the, the relaxation, you know, make sure they come down, back down to a level. So, yeah, I'm not, in short, I think money's got, from my point of view, money's got to give me enough comfort to uh, be able to focus on my job, just like everyone else, that's not unique. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not totally void of, you know, a bit of greed and saying, well, if, if I get more responsibility, I expect more money, I guess, because... With money, I can do other things. What do you think, right? Mm, I don't know, money for me. I, I think when I was younger, I was all about just trying to go into the industry where I can make much as much money as possible. And then as I've, like, aged, obviously money is still, like, a, a big factor. Like, if you're looking at my, like, utility function, like, it gives me utility, but... I'm trying to get money so I can find the path to something that I like really enjoy. So at, at the moment, as long as I have enough money to, you know, find a career or find something that, you know, I wake up and I look forward to doing, then that's, that's all that really matters to me at the moment, you know, as opposed to just getting a well paying job that I, I don't enjoy. Sounds a bit, bit hipster, don't it? Are you going to become an artist? <laughs> you never know. No, I mean, me. 
<laughs> so I say that. I say yeah, money is just so I can find something that I enjoy doing. But I see myself doing something that I enjoy, but which makes a lot of money as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's why everyone wants, right? But yeah, yeah it's, just, it's essentially what I said. I get this why, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just hard because I'm always worried about just going into something that I don't enjoy. That, that pays a lot. And then 10, 15 years down the line, I look back and I'm like, you know, I, I missed some like, you know, crucial time that I could have gone down a different path and tried different opportunities. Oh, sorry. I saw a video of this guy and he said, you know, when you're in your early 20s, the next like five years of your life are the most important years of your life because those are the years which you can afford to like make mistakes and you can afford to try and do loads of different things and for them, for them not to work because once you get past that stage and you get to like, you know, 30 or whatever and you get married and you have children, then you have responsibilities and you can't afford to make those mistakes anymore. So it's best to make those, you know, try different things whilst you can and when you can like afford just uh, for it to go go all wrong. Yeah, it's interesting. It seems like Santo too, like the topics came up a few times are like the cost of living. But once you can like su- sufficiently support yourself, then there's a decision between do I want to accumulate more and more and more or do I want to pursue something different? So provided you're above a threshold where you can live comfortably, m- money then, it, it becomes not so much the sole focus, but a means to achieving something else. Whereas I guess if you're below that threshold, it is everything because you, you quite literally need it to survive. This has been Mature and Shadow with episode 14. Don't forget to find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and follow us on Instagram at Mature and Shadow. Hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. See you next week.